and this is Ceremunition Sunday number 66, Meditations Intended to Equip the Church Militant for Spiritual Warfare. And I am the warrior priest, Donovan Riley. This is the word of the Lord that came to me, so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Amen. Sometimes we screw things up on purpose. Sometimes. Sometimes we screw things up on purpose, destroying what we love because we hate what isn't perfect. We look in the mirror and still see the teenager who's hurting. But now he's grown into a man who thinks he's sad because he deserves it. Or she's grown into a woman who thinks she's mad because she never deserved it. It's messed up, but it's who we are. It's generational. It's natural that we think we are thinking clearly, when the truth is, we are so obviously irrational. We think about it late at night. We think about whether we actually try to fail. And it's like we have to bleed just to make things right, just to appreciate and figure out for ourselves what gave us our sadness and anger in life. What's more, we carry sadness and anger with us and then expect the people around us to pick up a shovel, to pick up their shovels, like they're going to help us bury them, like they're going to help us bury our unstable behavior because we know that if we can't change and find a better way to live, we are going to self-destruct. We break all the things that we should save, even though we hate how we treat everything the same. Our brains, our brains imagine concoct, invent, our brains know a million different ways to light flames and use the smoke to hide the pain because what we love has so many defects. And that's why. That's why deep inside we know the truth. We hate what isn't perfect. So we screw it up and make excuses. We use it up and throw it away. We burn it up and wonder who lit the match. But we know who's to blame. We love to watch what we built all fall down, masking it with a frown that says to others, what a pity. I worked hard to make it work, but you can't fix what's already broken. And the truth is, we enjoy the way heartbreak hurts. We do, because we've gotten so used to it. We like to think that we are ready for a change right now, a new start, a new heart, a new direction, because we don't want to burn up all that we love, all our personal obsessions, and we don't want it all to hit the ground. We don't want to make it worse, so we say, I'm ready to change. I'm ready to do it differently this time. When we were kids, just kids, we did things to hurt ourselves because we didn't know any better. And then we got older. And now we focus on the sadness and anger because they blur out how we feel and we still hurt ourselves. And we like to act like kids, pretending not to know any better. But everyone's the same. Everyone. We all in our own way cut and poke ourselves in ways that we feel will release the pain. The way we hurt ourselves is a hopeless cry to let the sadness and the anger out. And that's what it means to be an adult. It means you either learn to play the game or you avoid it altogether. You learn to play in the rain or you look for shelter. You follow the rules or you live untethered. You learn to pick up the pieces or you accept that you will never get stitched back together again. And through all the hopeless nights that we hold on to nothing with a fire in our brains that won't let us sleep, praying to God that something big will come and burn away who we have become. But it never does seem to happen in the way that we pray for, so we learn to live with that burning in our bellies, ready for change, hoping for the day that sadness and anger will pass away. But then 
What do you do while you wait? What do you do? Do you stand around? Do you run away? Do you hate who you have become? And when you are so damn tired of going around and around and there is no way out, what then? How can you change who you have become? The fact is, none of us remembers how we got all of our scars, but they tell one hell of a story. And we can remember how we made it this far, but we know we fought like hell to get here. We caused some problems. We broke some hearts. We have marks under our clothes that tell the story of people and things that should have killed us, but somehow we survived. Somehow. And so what if you don't remember how you ended up here? So what that you should have died a million times? So what if you don't remember why you cried all those tears? You lost friends, and some people wanted you to disappear from their lives, but you turned out better, worse, all right. Maybe some of you had to run from the cops and some of you had to hustle to put bread on the table and it's dark in your head more often than you'd like to ever admit and you've seen a lot of things in all of your years. And yes, yes, it is messed up, but it is who you are. So why not be thankful for this crazy life? Live long enough and you will have scars longer than the years you've known most of your friends. You will crash a couple of cars, put some stitches in your arms and your legs and your face, look up at the stars and think about all that God has done for you. And in spite of everything, in spite of all the sadness and all the anger and all the heartbreak and all the dangers that you passed through to get here, all you can say is, thank you, Jesus. That's all you ever need to say. All those ugly battle scars complete you. They are reminders of the demons who tried their best to defeat you. And sure, they don't look so good in family photos, but your struggles aren't beneath you. All those scars, all those wounds, all the aches and all the pains are not for nothing. They are physical graffiti. They are the marks of Christ Jesus carved into your body that mark you as the man and woman that he chose. Every bone broken, all the sticks and stones that were thrown at you are because of Christ Jesus. All the moments when you feel so alone are because of Christ Jesus. That you only drink so you can try to cope is because of Christ Jesus. Every bloody nose and all the mud-caked clothing are because of Christ Jesus. When you feel like you are down in a hole, down inside a hole, that's because of Christ Jesus. Every single scuff, every single scab that makes you who you are, are because of Christ Jesus. But why? Why? How? What does that mean, because of Christ Jesus? Did we end up here because of Jesus? We should have died a million times, but didn't. Is that because of Jesus? We cried all those tears. Is that because of Jesus? We lost friends and some people wanted us to disappear from their lives. Is that because of Jesus? We had to run from the cops. Some of us had to hustle to put bread on the table. It's dark in our heads more often than we would ever admit, and we've seen so many things in all of our years. Is that because of Jesus too? Well, is it? Is it because of Christ Jesus? Then they also will answer. They will also answer the question saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? And then Jesus will answer them saying, truly I say to you, as you did not do it 
to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 25, verses 44 through 46. Because of Jesus, you bear the marks of Christ. Because of Jesus, everything that happened and will happen to you is covered by the blood of Christ. Everything that happens is because Jesus chose you and declared you righteous, bestowed upon you the gift of eternal life. This is the word of the Lord that came to me, so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Amen.